Uh, voting in Georgia. Just how bad was it for black Americans in Georgia? We'll tell you in a few minutes. Uh, and we've got some John Stossel that we have to get to. Uh, but first, let me wrap up this conversation on the 76-year-old whose husband was terminally ill uh, and wanted her to end his life, and she did. Uh, and I asked, what would you do if you were the judge? Um, you know, what would you, what would you, char- would you, would you put her in prison? Would you give her probation? What would you do? Patricia says, good morning. How are you, Gary? I hope you're doing well. I'm listening to you right now on the radio. I truly believe that if they allow this woman who killed her husband out of mercy to get away with it, it's going to open the door for many more of these to happen. Uh, then Evan sent me a message in regards to the elderly woman. There are several states that allow physician-assisted suicide. This is a case that could be avoided if all states uh, adopted the practice. Also, we obviously don't have all the context, but in my opinion, having worked in the custody of uh, in, in the custody and classification of offenders, this is not the person that needs to be supervised by the state. If she deserved to be in prison, she most likely would have already been. That being said, shooting uh, probably uh, isn't the way to go. Based on the content provided, if we were up to me, I would strongly consider acquittal. Interesting. And then finally, and this is it, it's John. He gets the last word. John, good morning. Good morning, Gary. You, as well as, you know as well as anybody that not, not all the laws are good laws that are passed. And I would say this woman probably suffers every day. I would, uh, I would release her to her family and hope that her family will, will love her and help her. And I would, being legalistic uh, is not the way to be on everything. I used to be that way. Everything was black and white. There was no gray area. And all it does is, is make you look foolish and, and, and make you suffer. I would let her go. I would not. I, I think the mercy and the compassion she showed uh, is is a, a badge of, of love for her husband, and I would not prosecute her. I would let her go. All right. You got the last word. John, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, all right. Listen, CBS had, um, uh, on 60 Minutes, uh, this guy that hasn't been right about the future of the world since the 1970s, late 1960s. Um, There are a lot of people out there who think that we are, you know, we're doomed. We're going to run out of food. We're going to run out of room. We're going to run out of water. The world is just falling apart. There's too many of us. But that really isn't true. And John Stossel did a piece about these scaremongers. We bring it to you now. Have you heard? The world's about to end. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. Throughout history, people predicted the end of humanity. This month, 60 Minutes was on the case. You seem to be saying that humanity is not sustainable. No, humanity is not sustainable. Bizarrely, they featured this man, who has always predicted doom. We are very close to a famine disaster in the United States. Why would they treat him like an expert? Paul Ehrlich may have lived long enough to see some of his dire prophecies come true. But his dire prophecies, again and again, 
turn out to be wrong. In the next 15 years, the end will come. And by the end, I mean an utter breakdown of the capacity of the planet to support humanity. His bestseller, which sold an amazing three million copies, said nothing can prevent a substantial increase in the world death rate. That was comically wrong. Today, there are four billion more people. The death rate fell dramatically. Too many people, too much consumption. 60 Minutes did mention that Ehrlich was wrong about widespread starvation, but they take him seriously, never mentioning his other ridiculous predictions, like his claim that by the year 2000, England will not exist because of climate change. But England's still here. Instead of interviewing doomsayers like Ehrlich, 60 Minutes should talk to Marion Tupi, the creator of humanprogress.org. Everybody is getting richer and longer living, and life is getting better. It is. The modern era has brought much longer lives and the greatest decline in poverty ever. <laughs> Young activists think capitalists are destroying the earth. Millions of people are dying. People are throwing paint at uh, works of art, are blocking traffic. They believe it's the moral thing to do because experts like Ehrlich scare them. Paul Ehrlich wouldn't talk to me for this video, but seven years ago, he did talk to us. He said, well, when you predict the future, you get things wrong. It's very difficult for me to picture things holding together for more than another decade. He's wrong about everything, but they invite him back. They love this stuff. If you sell the apocalypse, people feel like you are deep and that you care. But if you are selling rational optimism, you sound uncaring. Uncaring? Childbearing is herewith forbidden. It's the doomsayers who are uncaring. You have to get the death rate and birth rate in balance. And there's only two ways to do it. One is to bring the birth rate down. The other is to push the death rate up. Ehrlich even suggested that government should sterilize people to prevent the population from rising. Paul Ehrlich always sees human beings as a problem, destroyers rather than creators. He thinks that human beings are no different to rats or rabbits. When we consume all the grass around us, our population explodes and then it's going to collapse. But human beings are fundamentally different. We have the capacity to innovate. Marion Tupi is the anti-Ehrlich. His new book, Super Abundance, shows more people are good for humanity and the environment. It's counterintuitive to think that more people can be good for the environment because the people will buy cars and they need housing. We use stuff. We use stuff, but we also grow stuff. What matters is new knowledge. Think about something as simple as sand. When we started melting down sand to create glass, we use the first glass for glass beads or jars. But now we are using glass in fiber optic cables and microchips. Similar innovation in farming, transportation, genetic engineering is why our growing population won't destroy nature. But we're told we're destroying forests. Looks like a, a disease across the planet. Boom, there goes the forest. Nonsense. Forests have grown by 35% in North America and Western Europe in the last 20 years. Grown because people found ways to produce more food on less land. And prosperous countries can afford to protect nature. But the idea that human innovation is helping nature isn't as popular as doomsayers' claims. This universe is finite, its resources finite, its life is left unchecked, life 
who cease to exist. When Ehrlich's book became popular, Thanos, a comic book character, was introduced. By killing 50% of all living things in the universe, he will allow the other half to live on. In the year 2022, nothing runs anymore. That same year, we also got the movie Soylent Green. The population of the United States has run out of food, and so, Every time a human being dies, he or she is converted into a biscuit called soil and green. Step right up, soil and green, soil and green right here. That's then fed to people. You gotta tell them, soil and green is people! Now we're past 2022, and we're still not eating each other. Nevertheless, ignorant doomsayers still want us to panic. I want you to feel the fear I feel every day. Many young people have been so misled, they're afraid to have kids. But that would hurt the world. The biggest problem the world will face in 20 years is population collapse. That's a bigger problem. Fewer women have babies today. But we need young people to provide the innovation that will solve the Earth's problems. If fewer people have babies, the child who might grow up to cure cancer or develop a miracle battery may never be born. But more people by itself is not enough to get all this innovation. It is certainly not. If the number of people was all that mattered, China would have been the richest country for centuries. But in fact, what you need is people and freedom. If you let human beings be free, they are going to create more value for everyone. Well, we're going, we don't need roads. Well, freedom. That is what we need. So, you know, you watch Paul Ehrlich, you hear all these doomsayers, the global warming, uh, the deforestation, which, which clearly is not true, uh, and all these other things. Just, they're not true. I, I, I don't even... I don't know why anybody takes them... Why anybody actually listens to them. We've been hearing these global warming jackrabbits telling us about how uh, the Earth is, uh, is going to consume itself, water is going to just... Uh, the oceans will rise and take over the coast, and people are going to... Literally, and I'm not making this up, there was actually a story a couple of years ago, women will become prostitutes because of global warming. I mean, they've come up with all of these scenarios. The ice is all going to melt. The world is coming to an end. And they never happen. Well, you have to admit, the oceans are boiling now, so they did get that one right. Well, that's because of the Earth. Yeah. It's millions and millions <laughs> of degrees. Just, it's just, it sells. And people keep buying it. And teachers keep teaching it. And it's just, it, it just has not happened. Um, uh, I keep thinking about those idiots in California that thought the Hale-Bopp comet was going to, you know, bring some kind of world. They all committed suicide. Well, that's what we're doing. We're killing ourselves uh, based on nonsense. It's crazy. It's absolutely positively crazy. Uh, President Biden is going to send tanks uh, to Ukraine. You know, I just, I, 
I'll give you my opinion on that in just a minute. We're up against the clock. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It's 11.22. Glad to have you with us. Apparently, uh, President Biden has decided to send M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. Apparently, Germany is going to do the same. And I'm thinking to myself, these jackasses aren't going to be happy until we actually go to war with Russia. Uh, look, it's it's not that I don't think Russia is evil. I just don't think it's in our best interest uh, that it that we, you know, got involved and continue to be involved and continue to escalate. Uh, right now, I'm not sure that um, that we haven't actually done Ukraine a, a disservice. And and I'm not a big fan of Ukraine. They are, you know, this is not some utopia butted up next to uh, Russia. That's a pretty uh, pretty crooked administration there. So the truth is, they 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 should have. There there shouldn't be an organization of states designed to keep Russia intact and in place. It it should have disappeared when the Soviet Union did. This gives Putin, in his mind, reason to go into Ukraine. He doesn't want these missiles right up against Russia. He doesn't want his enemy right up against Russia. It, it shouldn't have happened. It just shouldn't have happened. If they had dissolved, when the Soviet Union dissolved, this wouldn't be a problem. It's also not up to American taxpayers to fund this. And if you've been following the news, you know that we have shipped so much in terms of weapons to Ukraine that if we're attacked, we don't have them. We don't have enough to protect ourselves. That's the whole point of the military. It's not to be the world's police department. It's to defend the United States. So now we're going to send these tanks over there. And what happens if they fall into the hands of the Ruskies and they start deconstructing? I don't know. You know, maybe it's not that big a secret how they're built. But I would not have done this. I would not have done this. You know, if it's a choice to me between Ukraine and Russia, of course I'd prefer Ukraine. I don't think they're as evil as Putin is. But it's not our fight to fight. It's not our battle. That's Europe's battle. Let Europe handle it. We're $31.5 trillion in debt, looking to raise the debt ceiling to spend even more. And what, we have money enough to send tanks and all these weapons? Not to mention good old cash. We've sent them a ton of money. We're... We're paying their politicians. This is a mistake. We need to get the hell out of there. And, and, and the sad thing is we now have invested in it. We've invested literally billions of dollars into the defense of Ukraine. The Europeans need to step up and they need to handle this. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Uh, the United States transition to electric vehicles, what will that do? There is a uh, 
a, a, a piece here talking about, and it's in the Guardian, of what it's going to take. It's kind of disappointing, really. I'll give you that information in a bit. Let me grab a phone call here. Les, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, Gary. What's Joe Biden have to hide that's in uh, Ukraine? He should not be sending nothing over there. We need to know all there is to know by Germany, Poland, and the United States sending heavy weapons into what is formerly Ukraine. Ukraine doesn't exist anymore. They have abrogated the Potsdam Agreement that ended World War II against Russia. This is not going to end well. Ukraine does not exist anymore. It's always been a rump, laundering state of billions, trillions of dollars. Oh, that's That president got rid of all parties against him. Their cabinet has been destroyed. Uh, they're turning on one another. There is no military. Our 101st Division is over there in Poland. Our 10th Mountain Division is over there in Poland. There's been over 20,000 mercenaries already killed in Ukraine. 400,000 Ukrainians are already dead. The whole country is without electricity and power. Ukraine does not exist anymore. This is way too late to save anything at all. all but right. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, what is Joe Biden hiding? All right, Les, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Um, revealed how U.S. transition to electric cars threatens environmental havoc. Details coming up. Also, Rumble, if you're familiar with Rumble, they are the YouTube for free people. They're the place where you can put your videos up and they won't censor them if you say, gee, I don't think the vaccine's a good idea. Uh, or if you disagree with the administration. Rumble is getting a denial of service attack. It is apparently unprecedented. Attacks are still continuing. The team has stabilized services for the moment. Wonder why they... You know, and, and I I am reasonably confident that this is the left pulling this off. Because the left don't want you to hear. They don't want you to have a voice. It should be their voice or no voice. And when you try to tell them they're wrong and you try to explain to them what's wrong, they stick their fingers in their ears and do that, -na 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 -na, you know, I'm not listening thing. We'll see what happens to Rumble. I, I certainly hope that they uh, hold up. Also, uh, Josh Hawley is in the news. And, you know, it, 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 he's a mixed bag for me because he does something so well. And then he, he goes out and, and steps on it. Uh, and he's done it again. Uh, he now wants to ban TikTok nationwide. Um, and Brian, I gotta, you know, you're looking at the stock market. You're a little worried today. I gotta, I, I got proof that the, uh, the economy is hurting. Okay. I haven't even looked at the market today. What's it doing? Uh, nosedive. Ah. Uh, if you need proof, you need some example to, to prove that the uh, the economy sucks canal water. Look at Google. They're cutting back on their massage for staff. Oh, no. Yes. They, they're cutting back on massages for staff. Man. doesn't say they're eliminating it. It's not that Just bad. Just cutting yet. back. Just, Just cutting back, yeah. Yeah. Trying to save a couple of bucks here. I'm glad there. they haven't done that here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, the Zimmer masseuse is 
Uh, by the way, I think I have an appointment with the... Uh, with him, yeah. yeah. With her. No, 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 I got him. <laughs> Quick break, Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. I don't know how Hanson does it, ladies and gentlemen. I really... Uh, he comes up with the damnedest stories, and he throws them at me in the middle of the program. Uh, and in, in this case, it's this idiot... I mean, this guy is a flippin' moron who apparently wants to be the Black Alien or Black Alien Project. I guess this is from, uh, what movie is this from? From uh, from Alien, right? He doesn't look like the Alien movie that I watched, no. I mean... Well, he has removed both of his ears, cut off his nostrils and lips. He's amputated two of his fingers, split his tongue sharpened and dyed his teeth purple, tattooed his entire body and face, including his eyes, to look like a character from a movie. And I want to tell you, it is, it is ugly. I mean, it's fugly, if you know what that means. I don't um, understand why he's having a hard time finding a job, though. Maybe you could help me with that. Maybe he's just lacking in job skills. That could be, yeah. Could be. You know, he spent all of his time uh, getting mutilated, and, and now uh, he has no job skills. Uh, the black alien has been described in news reports as a Frenchman, but he appears to be a native Spanish speaker currently living in Mexico. Can, can you imagine uh, waking up and seeing that first thing in the morning? <laughs> Good God. Um, he always uh, questioned why he has to be human. This has a familiar ring to it, Brian. It does, yeah. He was born a human, but he... He doesn't feel like a human, so feel he like wants to change into what he thinks he is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He I, started, I'm not sure what that reminds me of, but something... Something that, somewhere out yeah. there. Um. He insists he's a regular guy with a normal... How normal can your life be when you look like that? Unbelievable. Uh, he says uh, many people thank him because he makes them feel better about themselves. Well, yeah, you find somebody that's really, really homely, and next to you, they still look pretty good. And so they feel better. He wants to undergo more body modifications including a potential leg amputation. It's something really hard because I have a healthy leg and an amputation is something big. <laughs> where do you oh get that where do you get that procedure done at? Uh, I guess you have to leave the United States, right? You, you may have to leave the country. No, I suppose you could get it done here. Why wouldn't you be able to get it I done? I don't think any doc would uh, perform that. Yeah, any I doc that I know. <laughs> Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Um, but you know, it's that's what's he. You know, if that's what he wants, uh, it's deeply troubling and sad that someone apparently hates himself so much that he's willing to undergo dangerous, unnecessary body modifications to change his appearance. Nobody wants to. Can you imagine having this guy? Uh, you know, serving your food? Uh no. N no, no. Uh, maybe in the women's section, uh, selling perfume, maybe? No, I don't think that no. would sell either. No. What could this guy... That's what I'm trying to figure guy... out. Where would it be a place that would be perfect for this guy if he was looking for employment? I can't think of a thing. 
I can't think of ah, I, Walt Disney in front oh. of uh, one of their, you know, popular exhibits or something. Well, if they continue to show the movie, he could stand in front of the theater and get some attention. Right. But I don't think that pays a lot. I don't know if you feed the family on that. That is you true, know? yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 the Black Alien Project is a symptom of warped priorities in today's corrosive society. This guy is just as crazy as transsexuals. You... You should put this... Can you put this up on Facebook? I can, yes. At the Gary Nolan Show? People need to see this guy's face to believe what he's done to his body. I, I've scrolled through, and it's... It's... It's just... It's, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Uh, let's hey, see. It's Rick, up there now. Rick, is, it's on Facebook at uh, the Gary Nolan Show. Rick... Good morning. How are you? Grand you. I too am well. His leg. I know which restaurant he could work at. IHOP. Uh, that's good. That's <laughs> good. <-bum>. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Uh, IHOP. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's go to the phone. Scotty. Hey, Scotty. How are you? All right. Hey, uh. Cut real quick off topic. Shout out to all the Columbia street crews. That streets in inside Columbia were way better than I seventy earlier today, and I've been all over this town twice already. Shout out to them guys. They did a spectacular job this morning. Sounds but on good. topic, on topic. Why couldn't he be a I don't know like a, a radio personality or a producer? Obviously, <laughs> looks are not a requirement for your job. I've made well, you. That's true. Yeah, Successful entrepreneurs know. Wait a minute. Uh, sorry. When Scotty talks, uh, everybody talks over him. Uh, uh, no, okay, listen, Scotty, yeah, it turns out that he's handy with a hammer. <laughs> and yeah, you're always looking for good uh, good help. Uh, and you do all that remodeling work. Uh, we'll send him your way. Hey, the guy is looking I, for an hey, amputation. Okay. Scotty has some power tools. Yeah. I'll tell you what, right now, as far as the labor pool goes, if that guy can read a tape and swing a hammer, I'll spray paint him long enough to get him through the day. The word <laughs> <of> health. <laughs> All right. have a good day. Take care, Scotty. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. We got away without him mentioning going. Como Vapor, yeah. He, he got by without saying Como Vapor, I, which see, is I, I, not often, because every time he calls, he says Como Vapor, you know, almost the first thing. That he says, Como yeah, Vapor, and, and it just really is bothersome when callers do that. They call in and, you know, they say Como Vapor, and it's like, hey, we're talking about another subject, not Como Vapor. We, we were talking about another subject, yeah. and then you started. No, I'm talking not talking about, about it. I just was mentioning that, like what you were saying, it, he got through without mentioning Como See, Vapor, which with, is a good thing. I did it without mentioning the name of the place. Oh, you weren't I, wanting to mention the Como Vapor. Well, it's not. Uh, it's not that uh, I have anything against them. I, I get my vape products there too. But right, where, Coma Vapor? We're. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I got to move on. Uh, <laughs> Rudy the Great Root Beer. Rudy the Red Nose. Rudy the Great Root Beer Bear. Mascot at A and W restaurants for sixty years. Uh, he's going to wear denim jeans from now on end. 
America, let's talk. Since 1963, Rudy, the great root beer, has been our beloved spokes bear. We knew people would notice because he's literally six foot tall wearing an orange sweater, but now we get it. Even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing. Therefore, we have decided that Rudy will wear jeans going forward. Not to worry, though, he'll remain our official spokes bear. After all, he is unbearably cute and impossibly uh, impossible to replace. Um, <laughs> put pants on the on, on their. Uh, it, it's so silly. Why did they do this, Brian? I, I guess it was just too offensive. They had to too offensive. Uh, he didn't have any genitalia. He was like Smokey Bear. He's right. He's. But I guess people imagine what they, you know, were thinking about, and did it's they like, oh complaint? no, you have to wear pants over whatever I was thinking. Should have did, been there. Did did they have complaints? Were people calling up and complaining? I don't know. Apparently somebody said something because A&W jumped into action. Unbelievable. Absolutely crazy. Uh, all right. we're If I have time, we're going to get to Paul Krugman. But when uh, we come back... This uh, story that uh, is at U.S. News, it's actually at The Guardian now. Uh, by 2050, electric vehicles could require what? I'll tell you next. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It's 949, and Chris has just uh, sent me uh, a link to a bunch more pictures of this black alien guy. Thank you, Chris. I really didn't need to see any more pictures of this guy. You researched him, huh? Uh, he did. Apparently, there's another Chris that must be a friend of yours, Brian. <laughs> he said that guy could work in radio. It seems like that's where most ugly people wind up. Yes. Uh, must uh, Somebody knows you personally. Um, this uh, story is in, in, the, in the Guardian uh, revealed how U.S. transition to electric cars threatens environmental havoc. You know, if electric cars and gasoline-powered cars all go down the drain... Uh, this is going to be good news for rubber band manufacturers because that's going to be the only way we could, you know, wind them all up and then let them roll. By 2050, electric vehicles could require huge amounts of lithium for their batteries, causing damaging expansions of mining. U.S. transition to electric vehicles could require three times as much lithium as is currently produced for the entire global market, causing needless water, shortage, uh, water shortages indigenous land grabs, ecosystem destruction inside and outside its borders. Uh, it seems that unless the U.S. dependence on cars in towns and cities falls drastically, the transition to lithium-powered uh, electric vehicles by 2050 will deepen global environment and social inequalities linked to mining, may even jeopardize the 1.5 degrees Celsius global heating target this doesn't sound good brian it sounds like no, it doesn't sounds like an abysmal failure uh ambitious policies investing in mass transit walkable towns and cities and robust battery recycling in the united states would slash the amount of extra lithium required by 90 percent in other words ladies and gentlemen what these idiots are telling you is you have to give up your car you can't live out in the suburbs. 
You have to be within walking distance of everything you need. Why, you don't need to get around. No, just you're destroying the planet. The global demand for lithium, known as white gold, is predicated, uh, is predicted, I'm sorry, to rise 40 times, over 40 times by 2040, driven predominantly by the shift to electric vehicles. Grassroots protests and lawsuits against lithium mining are on the rise from the United States and Chile to Serbia and Tibet. Amid rising concern, the uh, socio-environmental uh, 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 impacts are increasing. Well, we've been telling you this is a bad idea for years, but these, you know, anti-fossil fuel people just... They never stop. They never stop. Georgia, uh, no black voters, apparently had a poor experience voting in the 2022 midterm elections. You remember President Biden? Do you remember what he was saying, Brian, about, uh, you know, the election changing, uh, the rules changing in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Um, well... Poll was published Monday in the Atlantic uh, in the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Found that among black voters, seventy three percent said they had an excellent overall experience. Voting. Oh, that's just an obscure poll. Twenty three percent said they had a good experience. Three percent said fair. Zero said they had a poor experience. I heard it was Jim Crow two point zero. Yeah. Yes. Apparently not. Among the polls, 1,253 respondents, more than 95% said they had an excellent or good overall experience voting. 4% said the experience was fair, and less than 1% said it was poor. So apparently it wasn't Jim Crow 2.0 after all. <laughs> well, who'd have thunk it? Man, they sure tried. Um... Boy, I got a couple other things here I want to get to before I run out. Paul Krugman's story, uh, we want to get to that. Josh Hawley first. Senator Hawley said uh, yesterday that he is going to introduce a bill to ban TikTok in the United States. That's the app that apparently has some ties to China. Uh, it's China's backdoor into American lives. It threatens our children's privacy as well as their mental health. Last month, Congress banned it on all government devices. You know what, Senator? You, this is really not your milieu. This is not where you should be playing. This is not your game. Look, if somebody wants TikTok on their phone, they should be allowed to have it. It's, it's not the job of the U.S. Senate, the House of Representatives, or the White House to protect you from your own behavior. Well, they have to. Because you're, you're too, too stupid. stupid. Look, I, I don't have TikTok. Uh, I don't want TikTok. I have no desire to. But some people love it. They play on it. Allegedly, we have to stop that. Well, then just stop it. <laughs> and if you want the government to, you know, if the government wants to regulate their equipment or their employees, they can. You want to work here? Don't have TikTok on your phone. Uh, you want to work here, you can't put TikTok on any of our equipment. Simple as that. And that's perfectly fine. 
We think China is monitoring everything that happens on TikTok. Well, good. Then ban it for government employees. But for the rest of the country, it's none of your damn business. And and I it, I know Josh Hawley. I haven't spoken to him in years. Overall, I think he's he's a, a pretty decent guy. But sometimes he just goes after the the wildest hairs. Uh, this this is not something that needs to be uh, a law. You cannot prohibit that, uh, and it's going to cause all kinds of problems. It it really will. Just make sure that government employees, Senator don't have access to it. Whatever rules you want for the government employees and government equipment, that's fine. But not for everybody else. They want to take that risk, let them. It's their phone, their privacy, they get to do it. Brian, how much time? Where are we at? We, we have about, about uh, two minutes. Two minutes. Insane Paul Krugman calls... I'll give him his title. Nobel Prize winning... Paul Krugman. Yeah. You have to proceed his introduction. Is that like uh, Dr. Biden? Yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of like that. Can't, can't miss on that. Um, he calls the uh, Republican economic terrorists. That's apparently what the Republicans are. In his January 19th column, he spewed bile at GOP congressional members seeking spending concessions from President Joe Biden on the debt issue. Don't try to appease economic terrorists, the headline read. Actually used the word terrorists. He called them that. Sugarcoated the issue, falsely claiming that raising the debt ceiling simply allows the government to honor its promises, which include everything from paying interest on its debt to sending checks to Social Security recipients. Look, somebody needs to take this debt issue seriously. Democrats and Republicans alike, it's, they're not alone, it's not just the Democrats, don't seem to be able to work up the intestinal fortitude to stop the spending. You can't keep doing it. We, we, you, you just know from your own history, if you've ever had a credit card, that if you don't pay off the bill and you keep spending... It gets out of hand. Well, that's what they're doing. And what those Republicans are trying to do is rattle people and get them to wake up to the fact that we're crushing our republic with debt. Glenn Beck is up next. Sean Hannity. Don't forget, wake up Columbia. Uh, wake up Central Missouri. Middle Because that's Brandon Rather. we got to run. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.